Welcome back to the Ultimate Pocket Therapist. We are a mother and daughter team of Shannon and Brooke wanting to educate, entertain, and enlighten. Oh, there you go. It flowed nice. That, that was time. better. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. All of you mm-hmm. to mental health issues. Right. So yes. now we just got to stop pausing to uh-huh. applaud the fact that I got it in right. there yeah. and let and it just, just let flow, it flow natural. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next yeah. time will be natural. Promise. It'll, it'll be perfect yes. next time. Yes. Okay. And before we get started, now that we've figured out how to do an introduction, (laughs) we will do the disclaimer. So here's my disclaimer. Um, This is not a therapy session, and I am not your therapist unless I happen to be. I was corrected about that the other day. (laughs) Actually, I had one of my clients say, yes, you are. (laughs) That is pretty fantastic. It was actually kind of funny. Uh So anyway, but no, this is not a therapy session. I am not your therapist. And if anything that we talk about ever brings up any issues or triggers things for you, we recommend that you seek counseling and get help. There are many resources in all areas for help. In fact, we like to um, have talk about one right now. Yep. This podcast is being sponsored by BetterHelp. Like we have mentioned in each of our podcasts, if anything we talk about triggers or brings up any issues, don't hesitate to seek counseling. Everyone has struggles, and therapy does not need to be scary. Everyone deserves to be happy, and you don't need to worry about finding a therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And as a special offer to Ultimate Pocket Therapist listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash uptherapist. That's betterhelp.com slash uptherapist. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Okay, so today... We are going to um, read another email we got. Yes. And um, this one is from, uh, I think it's just from a mother. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, that's yep. kind of what I yep. Yep. gathered. Mm-hmm. So we don't know much else about other kids or anything else. But we'll just go ahead and read this email so that you guys can um, have the same information that we received. It starts out, hello, ladies. I love listening to the podcast, but I have an issue that hasn't been a full topic yet, but it was touched on in the addiction episode. I could really use some help. I have a teenage son who will be 17 in the fall. He is beyond addicted to technology and social media. He has been since I allowed him a cell phone and Facebook account at age 14 but has gradually gotten worse. A once aspiring lawyer now knows he will make millions by being an influencer on some platform. TikTok and YouTube are the current after high school plan. Insert eye roll. (laughs) (laughs) 
He gets upset with me because I won't allow him to start uploading content to start his career until he graduates. But social media and gaming is all he can think about. It completely consumes his every thought. I was hopeful that he would change his mind set once he turned 16 and driving was an option. But instead, he can't seem to get off his electronics long enough to get a driver's license. His grades at school are okay, only because he is brilliant. But he does leave turning in all the assignments to the very last quarter, quickly turning F's to A's and B's. Electronics are more important than keeping up on his homework, which doesn't seem to matter because he can buckle down for a few days and quickly pass every class. Unfortunately, the real world doesn't actually run like my son currently lives. We have a good relationship. He is a good kid, respectful, wise, but just don't jeopardize his electronic-based world. (laughs) I guess my question is, what do you suggest I do to handle this kindly? How do I make sure my son doesn't fail at life over electronic obsession fueled by an immature mind? I like her. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That kind of just hits it on the head, doesn't yep. it? I think yep. that can kind of relate to a lot of families. Probably anybody with mm-hmm. a teenager yeah. is like, at least there's a touch on that. Oh, email yeah. That's like sounding pretty familiar right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's Especially crazy. the, he's not, no longer needs to be a lawyer. Yeah. He's going to be an influencer. influencer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Says every teenager in the world. <laughs> okay. He's going to make millions. Millions being an influencer. Oh, boy. Yeah, cell phone addiction. So that's kind of our topic, I guess, is just dealing with cell phone addiction. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of appalling uh, doing the research yeah. on this and reading the actual statistics Oh, I know. involved with it. it it's like, oh, yeah, shit, like that. But it is a problem. You know, it's kind of like they're not surprising, but they're shocking. You know, yeah. you just go, yeah, I can see that, but wow. That's, yeah. Yeah. So. And then what is the next generation mm-hmm. coming to? Right. Yeah. So if you can put your cell phone down, Brooke, we'll get on to oh, this episode. I'm so sorry. Let me just set this, just, just set this over there. <laughs> anyway. So when we're looking at um, cell phone addiction, we could talk about I guess all electronics but just kind of keeping it to cell phones I think because that was her main thing in here was the cell phone well no it I think and like as what I with the research it says like they say cell phone addiction and but it's anything involving a social media platform or a texting app or a gaming system it's kind of lumped all into one block of being called cell, cell phone, phone addiction even though it may electronic. have yeah it's just electronic electronic addiction yeah so when we as yeah. we're going through and we're reading stuff and talking we bring up a cell phone addiction just know that it's it's all across the electronic board of mm-hmm. whatever they're doing okay is kind of what i gathered with the research yeah so looking at this with an addiction yeah. Okay. So do you remember last time we were talking about addictions, we talked about dopamine? Dopamine. Yeah, yes. you you didn't know her well. 
I didn't know her well, yeah. but we got acquainted and now she sounds like she'd be quite fun. Yeah. <laughs> she'd make you feel good. <laughs> oh, she's the good feeling one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. She's fun at a party. Okay. So basically the brain reacts to the cell phone as if it were a drug. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so studies have shown that both the phone ringing and getting an alert for like a text message or something causes the brain to release dopamine. Same as a heroin. Yeah, there injection we go. There's our, or, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at different platforms that these kids use. It was talking about just Snapchat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kids look more than 18 times a day just on that alone. That is yeah, insane, crazy. So cell phone, cell phone addiction or electronic addiction, it, it is so common. It's something that has started out just kind of being a normal thing mm-hmm. has turned into, you know, an addiction for many ages. It's no longer done in moderation. No, it's not. And mm-hmm. what's interesting is if you're in a group or at a restaurant or at an amusement mm-hmm. park, you know, someone cracking open a beer and chugging it will get all this attention because they can't go without it. But right. no one will look twice if the whole group is on their cell, cell phones because yeah. they can't go a minute without it. Yeah. Well, how many times have you walked into a restaurant, looked over at a table and everybody at the table was on their phones? Uh-huh. And nobody's talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So... So what are some signs of cell phone addiction, do you think? Well, I think the constant checking the phone, chatting with the friends, text messages, just that that typical, you know, mm-hmm. constantly just tick, 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 yeah. on it. Right. Conversing somehow. Okay. Yeah. Would definitely be an obvious telltale sign. Right. When that consumes every thought. Um. And then one thing that I had read on and that I found interesting was the use of headphones while watching or being on a platform of some form using headphones and even disengaging that much more to the world around you. Because now you can't hear a thing. You can't hear a thing. Right. And then also with that too is, you know... Like for me, if my kids are watching something on their tablets or the older kids on their cell phones and I can hear it, I'm like, shut that crap off. I don't want to listen to that. Mm-hmm. Well, with headphones, yeah, they can do and they're just being quiet and right. everyone's happy. Right. So that was interesting when I that read that. That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, panic when they don't know where their cell phone is. Or when or it's about to die. When it's going to die and there's no charger. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a, like, it's like, wow. Yep. You know? Yeah. They're worried about where there's an electrical outlet mm-hmm. <laughs> or a charger. Yeah. yeah. Or like, oh, mm-hmm. well, well, my phone's about to, my phone's about to die. It's like, dude, you're with your family. Anyone who needs to get a hold of you is right, right here, here in your yeah. face. Like, <laughs> it's okay. Oh, so there's some statistics that I've got from um they actually came from newport academy and i'll just go over some of them because they're really kind of interesting so it says 59 percent of parents feel their teens are addicted to their mobile devices 78 percent of teens check their mobile devices at least hourly 
72% of teens feel an urgent need to immediately respond to texts. 44% of teens believe they spend too much time on their phones. Amazing they admit that. Yeah. Yeah. 77% of parents feel their teens get distracted by their cell phones. For example, they fail to pay attention to other people at family events. Mm-hmm. 30% of both teens and parents claim to argue about mobile devices and cell phones on a daily basis. Oh, I believe oh, yeah. that. Let's just have a fight about it. <laughs> 44% of teens use their mobile devices at the dinner table. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, basically, text messaging is the most common way that teens communicate. Yeah. And so what's interesting that I have noticed with um, not all teens, but this has happened more than once, I will have someone come into my office and they have the hardest time having a conversation with me for an hour. And I've mentioned this before. It's like if we could sit there and text we would do it, but mm-hmm. to just communicate and make eye contact and they fidget and they have their phones. And I cannot tell you how many times I have had to ask teenagers to turn their phone off or go back out and put it in their car. They won't put it in their car. They will sit on it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. They'll put it down and sit on it under their leg because they just can't have it away from them. You know, it's like, well, you're here, put your cell phone down so we can talk. Mm-hmm. And it is brutal. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, and these are teenagers. Like, it's not yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. for me, day to day, I keep my phone on me all the time. And it's honestly my biggest, when I don't have my phone, I get worried because I don't know how the school is going to call me if one of my kids has a problem. And that, my anxiety will get up that way. But it's not necessarily to converse with somebody else and these teens have no my, my point is is they don't have any responsibility yeah. outside of their own world to be tied to that phone so obsessively so that's your justification i uh, yes yeah, okay and it's We're fine justifying your because addiction. once you're a mom you're allowed to be addicted <laughs> to your phone people it's okay you don't ever have to put it down you don't ever have to leave it <laughs> i can see this is going nowhere mom not about me back to karen she emailed us remember that's right i'm currently sitting on my cell phone are you i know you are (laughs) that's the best part as i was really serious when i said put the cell phone down so we can do this it's it's down under my butt like me who can never find their cell phone yeah and that's also a problem it really kind of is sometimes it really is not okay When you finally pick up the phone, I'm like, Jesus, mom, like I have been getting, trying to call you since Thursday. It is currently Sunday. And you're like, oh, well, I left it in the horse trailer. I, yeah, I, left, I think it was, or my favorites, I think it's in the cup holder in the outdoor arena. Uh-huh. Great. Yeah. That's exactly where your cell phone needs to be. I, I'll find it. Eventually. Or eventually. <laughs> or not. I'll know when someone calls me, I'll hear it. Oh, no, because it will be dead after five days of being out in the uh, outdoor arena. Right. Well, this is because I grew up in a generation with no electronics. And you're old. I am old. I am. I am old. But, you know, (laughs) cell phones are just not a priority. They are a nuisance. And it's a nuisance that you have a cell phone. It is. You've often called me irresponsible. I'm not responsible enough to have a cell phone. No, you're not. And I have taken it away from you, but you don't seem to care. So now I I just... I kind of like it. I leave it as as a consequence. I actually strap it to you and make you have it. (laughs) Oh, funny. All right. So So we're talking about cell phones and addictions. And the other thing is, 
as a therapist, what I see is this goes right hand in hand with things like anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. So what happens, just what we're talking about is, um, when the cell phone isn't readily available or whatever, just what you were saying about not having it, if the school calls, Mm -hmm. we have an increase in anxiety. Okay. But then we also have a increase in depression because there's a lack of human contact. Yeah. And then also on other platforms and that we get uh, bullying and a lot of other issues that go on. Mm -hmm. So mental health disorders and cell phone addictions, you know, it's kind of like other addictions go hand in hand with a lot of our mental health. Um, Yeah. And the thing is too, is that the, it becomes like a drug with this addiction stuff because it is a way to escape stress and reality, mm-hmm. you know, and it also alters the perception of the user and it builds a barrier between the teens and the real world. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So some other facts that are kind of scary is this, this one is a real concern with me with cell phones. Well, first I want to hurry and touch on before we get into the scary ones. Oh, the, the scary ones. <laughs> well, you know, the ones that are truly like, yeah. will change your life, you know. But grades at school can drop and participation in extracurricular activities. Did you know that 61% of kids say the smartphone has a negative impact on their schoolwork? Oh, I believe it. Well, yeah, I, I yeah. can believe it too. And it's like, oh. 61 are, they're admitting this. Right. The ones that aren't. Well, it's like the email that we got from Karen, Mm -hmm. you know, a big issue, but he's passing his classes because he's brilliant. Yeah. And he can just, yeah, he can make up 80 assignments in a day Mm -hmm. and it's not a big deal. But he would probably be one that would admit that has a negative impact on, but doesn't care because he's getting through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So back to your scary stuff. The scary stuff is the texting (laughs) and driving, Uh cell phone and driving. That was the one. And that's what we see you know, people doing anyway, but teens, it's really scary. Well, it's scary for them because teens, their their ability to multitask isn't even developed yet. Right. And they're such a black and white thinker. So they're, if, you know, if Mm -hmm. they're, when you're driving as a teenager with an underdeveloped brain. Right. And poor decision-making. Yeah. And it's like you take your concentration off the road Mm -hmm. or your phone and, the road is no longer there. Right. And that's the scariest it part. Is. It's scary when anyone texts and drives, but teens oh, especially. Yeah. So here's some more statistics on this driving thing. And she doesn't have to worry about it because he won't get a license. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, maybe yeah. eventually. Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully after this habit's broken. So it says 52% of teens talk on a cell phone while driving and 32% text while driving. 25% of teens respond to at least one text while driving every single time they drive. Mm. 11 teens die every day because they were texting and driving. Oh my God. I know. 21% of teen drivers in fatal accidents were distracted by cell phones. 94% of teen drivers acknowledge the danger of texting and driving. 35% admit to doing it anyway. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Cell phone use reduces the brain activity associated with driving by 37%. Distraction is a key factor in 58% of crashes involving teen drivers. And this 
this one came from a study at the University of Utah. It says reaction time for a teen using a cell phone is the same as that of a 70-year-old not using one. Teen drivers have a 400% higher chance than adults of crashing while driving. This statistic was based on an analysis of video footage of 1,691 moderate to severe crashes. The crashes were examined six seconds before they occurred. Each crash involved teen drivers and resulted in death or injury. Oh my gosh. I know. So Paul and I were driving the other day up the road and coming down towards us is a a truck pulling a horse trailer, pretty common around here. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we go by and dad goes, did you see her? And I go, no, I wasn't paying attention. He was, her eyes weren't even on the road. They were totally looking down. She was texting while she was driving, pulling a horse trailer. <laughs> I'm just going, holy shit, I'm sorry. But, you know, yeah. there's just times, well, never do it. But I'm like going, wow. Yeah. You know, as much as I pull a horse trailer around, I would never even think, I wouldn't even answer my phone when I'm pulling the horse trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't answer your phone anyway. Well, I don't. <laughs> this is actually a really good point. <laughs> Wow, that oh. is so scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, uh, this comment I liked is cell phone addiction is turning more and more teenagers into walking zombies. They are glued <laughs> to their screen screens and removed from their lives by their focus on a mobile device. Which that sounds like what our yeah email Karen mm-hmm. is having problems yeah. with. Yeah, this definitely is a huge problem, and I think it's just becoming more and more so. Mm -hmm. You know, I I see more of it. And, you know, it's funny because we've talked about this before, but there's health things associated with addictions, and even cell phone addictions can cause health issues. Yeah. Yeah. So what are ones that come up? Because we've talked a little bit about this, but an article we were reading brought it up again. Well, um, text neck. Yeah. So almost like pre-arthritic... Uh-huh. Neck pain from constantly looking down at a device. Right. And with that um, honestly damaged eyesight from mm-hmm. trying to focus on small screens right. all the time, uh-huh. you can end up with actual vision problems that didn't exist before. Um, but the the weight was oh. really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, well, just poor dietary habits. Yeah. You know, junk food is consumed more, but the... The interesting thing is like there's either weight gain or weight loss. There's weight loss because eating is like secondary, mm-hmm. okay? And then there's weight gain because of the healthy food you eat takes a nosedive and you're eating the junk food. Yeah. So that can be a real issue, health issue with addictions. Oh my well, gosh. Well, any addiction, but the cell phone, I thought, yep, I, I can see that. Well, we saw that with my, mm-hmm. my 15-year-old. Yes, you did. were over at my house. It was like three o'clock in the afternoon almost because uh-huh. I was saying, all right, well, we got to, you know, we got to go jump in the car and go get the yeah. other kids, kids from, from school. school. Uh-huh. And my teenager was home from school and he comes up uh-huh. stairs. Right. And I, at that point, realized I had yet to see him that day. Right. And he was like, yeah, I'm hungry. And I was like, have you eaten yet? No. And he's just kind of like, uh, no, I haven't. I, know. Yeah. I was like, dude, that's disgusting. Yeah, it was about three o'clock in the afternoon and he was, and he still had his phone with him. Well, he had been down gaming. Yeah, but he, he brought his phone oh, up. Oh, he brought it up yeah. with him. Yeah, but yeah. 
He had just, his phone with him because he couldn't even leave that, but he'd been down on his Xbox. Yeah, uh-huh. which is goes hand in hand right. with all these oh, addictions yeah. is yeah. the gaming too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So what are what are some like how can we help Karen and all the parents going, uh oh, <laughs> when they're listening to this? Right. Right. So, you know, here's here's the thing is that you're not I, I, it's hard because with this kind of addiction, it's one of those acceptable ones. Yeah. Meaning like with substances, the goal is zero. Yes. Like, you know, if we're dealing with alcoholism, we're dealing with substance abuse, people go into treatment. The goal is to stop drinking, stop taking substances, stop watching porn, stop mm-hmm. doing something. But with this, it's kind of hard because, you know, that's their way of communicating and their only form of communication. So I look at what are we going to do with these kids and to help Karen look at how we do moderation Mm -hmm. and what does moderation look like? Because I think moderation is different in any family, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think there's families that, you know, the mom and dad are on the cell phone or on their, you know, playing a game on their tablet often, Mm -hmm. you know, they come home and do it. So what are we looking at with moderation? Yeah. Because it looks like with this email from her, it's just constant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing I like and that my, um, my teenagers have Mm -hmm. is there is a certain time of day that their Mm -hmm. cell phones will only work if there's the phone numbers put in that work you know like so you get you put in like a couple phone numbers that will actually be able to correspond with okay meaning like mom and dad right and the emergency line other than that their cell phone won't work mm-hmm. until the next morning okay and so like for my kids um and it's that my stepkids so their mom has it on there okay. and their cell phones won't work after 9 p.m and until Perfect. about 6 a.m. Right. And maybe that's something that this Karen could do is shut off all access. Right. And and only allow it at certain times. Okay. You know, of like. Yeah. Kind of a parental control of it. Yeah. Like, right. okay, your of phone the, can work uh-huh. all day while you're at school because mm-hmm. you need to get a hold of me. Yes. Okay. It shuts off from after school till after dinner. Because you need to be present, you need to do your homework, right. and then maybe you get a few more hours at night, and then it shuts off again at bedtime. Mm-hmm. Or if I don't, you know, yeah. maybe something like that. I think that's a good idea. Basically, kind of uh, a timeout. Or mm-hmm. I've had clients, parents have um, a box that everybody's cell phone has to go in like a box or a basket when they get home from school. Mm-hmm. The cell phone's turned off, put in the basket. Nobody touches it until, you know, chores are done, dinner's done, homework's done, and then it comes back out, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. And I know I've heard a lot of parents where cell phones are charged in their bedroom so the at kids night. can't get hold of it yeah. at night. But the easy solution to that is just going on and having it that program where it just shuts it off right because yeah. it's like you can have your phone that's fine it doesn't do anything right you can call 911 yeah but that's it <laughs> it's funny because i've had clients teenagers that have said oh i my parents can't take my phone at night because i have to listen to music it's the only way i can fall asleep and then the second excuse is i use it as my alarm 
Okay. So one time I said, well, <clears throat> you can go to a place like Walmart and actually buy something called an alarm clock. Ooh, new invention. Yeah. The one <laughs> kid had no idea what that was. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. I said, you've never seen an alarm clock? He goes, no. And I go, like a clock in your room and you set it and it either an alarm goes off or music plays and it wakes you up. And he was honestly had not. His whole world had been electronics and cell phones and he had no idea there was such a thing as an alarm clock. I told him he should. I actually told his parents to go buy him one as a present and be fun. Yeah. You know, here, this is your new alarm clock. You yeah. don't need your cell phone. Yeah. Wow. I know. Yeah. So with her, the other thing I was thinking of with her is like, this is a real interesting part of this email where he apparently was going to be an attorney. Uh, yeah, attorney, uh, a lawyer. Yeah, obviously mm-hmm. had a dream. Yeah, yeah. A once aspiring lawyer, it says. Now knows he will make millions by being an influencer on some platform. And it's like, I think as a parent, you have a responsibility to educate him on what that really entails. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because yeah, I know there are people who make millions. We we know that we've heard those stories, but not every kid that graduates from high school is going to become an instant millionaire on TikTok. Right. It's just not going to happen. What are the statistics? You know? Yeah. And I've always been a fan of, I know I'm old fashioned, but I've always been a fan of just put a pencil to it. Mm -hmm. You know, look at how it's going to play out black and white. You You know, you did that to me when I was in high school and I was looking to graduate because I had received a scholarship for rodeo. Oh, and yeah. I had, was telling you that I really didn't think I was going to go to college or take that scholarship because I just wanted to go and rodeo and barrel race and go and do the pro circuit and have that be my career. Right. And I remember you're like, okay. And, it, you know, you sat down, you're like, let's put a pencil to mm-hmm. it. You know, yeah. okay, so this is what it costs for a truck payment. Because you're going to have to have your own truck. You can't take my truck across the country. I need it for my own things. Right. You need a horse trailer. That's that payment. Insurance, gas, you know. Right. Hay, entry right. fees, mm-hmm. stalls, stalls on the road, uh-huh. you know, campsites on the road. And then you're like, okay, now let's look at how much money you have. Or let's look at how many times you have placed in the top five at rodeos that you have entered. Right. And made money. And made money. Mm-hmm. Okay. That money that you have made, if you were to able to do that a few more times, a, you know, a mm-hmm. month, right? Would that actually cover this cost? Mm-hmm. And it was like clearly would not, right? And you were like, I'm not. Su- I will support you, but I'm not financially supporting you if you're not going to go to college and you know, right. or find, find a career outside of this. Mm-hmm. And then it was never a, you can't do that. You can't pursue right. your dream. It was like, let's get a plan a for an income. Right. And then you income. rodeo as much as you want. And mm-hmm. if that eventually you get a career out of that and you don't need your day job anymore. Fantastic. Right. But until then mm-hmm. you need to function. And it, it was like, and I had never 
put a even pencil realize, to it. yeah, right. it was it like was just a dream. At that point, yeah. I'm like, that's how much a tank of fuel costs. Yeah, that's insurance. You know, oh, I you yeah. pay my entry fees. I didn't realize entry fees cost this much. Right. And, yeah. And it was like, it didn't crush my dreams. It was just it rerouted them. Right. And it was back to you know, take that scholarship, go to college, and pursue your rodeo career on the side, Mm -hmm. but make sure you have something that you can make a living Mm -hmm. doing. And I'm sure glad I did because now I had to retire from rodeo and barrel racing because my body gave out on me. Yep. And had I done that, my back probably would have gave out sooner. Probably. And I would be kind of screwed right now. So if she could do that same type of thing with him, Mm -hmm. you know, and back to, okay, here's the reality. And I would really encourage Karen to not rescue him. When he is 18, okay, he has got to do something. Sitting in the basement, like I told you about that one client I had whose son was in the basement going to be a streamer Mm -hmm. and she's raising the grandchild. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's enabling. Yeah. And I would encourage her not to enable him when he gets out of school. If he's 17, then he's got what? One more year, maybe maybe, or maybe two, if he's going to be 17 17 in the fall. fall. So I'm I'm guessing it's probably a junior would be my guess. Yeah. Cause he's yeah. So looking at not enabling him is like, what, what are you planning on doing? I would honestly encourage her to have a plan that she's going to put into play when he graduates. For instance, if you go to college and you're going to pursue your dreams to become an attorney or whatever, and you can live in my house rent-free as long as you're going to college. Mm -hmm. But if you choose not to go to college, you have to have a job, pay some rent, pay some of your expenses, your cell phone bill, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, and do something. But just to allow him to do nothing. I like the fact that she says that she won't let him upload any content to start his career until he is graduated. Yes. So I that, like that. Yeah. So that tells me that she's already kind of setting some boundaries, mm-hmm. but that's what has to happen is how realistic is this going to be? Meanwhile, how are you going to support yourself? Because I won't support you doing nothing. Mm-hmm. I will support you if you're doing something. Yeah. And that was the rules I grew up uh-huh. with too. Like, you know, my, right. you, you fed my horses, you helped me with anything I needed help with. Right. As long as I was going to school, passing my classes, fulfilling right. my duties for my scholarship right. and at least had a part-time job. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. but I knew the moment I wasn't doing any of that, I was going to be hit with a pretty hefty rent bill. Right. Because at that point, we were mm-hmm. roommates. Right. You know, and yeah. I was renting a room from you. And you couldn't support six horses. <laughs> I couldn't support six horses and my, my rodeo addiction on rodeo no. alone. <laughs> no, you you could not. In fact, I don't know if I could have ever actually bought even a bell of hay no. on just what I earned uh, rodeoing. I know. Let's be honest here. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, looking at that um, with Karen, also, you know, I would, this, this, idea of going to class. I have a different, or going and um, not turning in assignments and whatever. It says he goes. But I have, my opinion is, I think kids need to have their assignments done and turned in 
and then cell phones are a privilege. Mm -hmm. So instead of this, wait till the very last, scamper the last three days of the quarter and get everything turned in, do makeup work, kill yourself, stress your parents out, you know, Mm -hmm. and do all of this. Yeah, you pass your classes and you're going to graduate. Yeah. If he can pass his classes, it says he gets his F's up to A's and B's because mm. he's brilliant. But I, that wouldn't fly for me. I would right. really recommend that nowadays you can get on, you can see what assignments are missing. Most um, parents have access to that programs, right? Mm-hmm. At the schools. Yeah. You can see what's missing. And if you have missing assignments, then they're done before electronics. Yeah. Okay. Also, I think chores are done before electronics and I also think if you've got a really bad attitude which she says he's respectful so that's not the problem here but I think you know if you have a bad attitude or whatever I think the cell phone is a privilege to me Mm -hmm. you know especially when you're home Mm -hmm. and you're not anywhere that you need to get a hold of anybody right yeah it's like he can't go anywhere he doesn't have a driver's license right (laughs) well then that's just it like once he gets home from school if he's obviously three months behind in schoolwork, why why does he even have the controller to an Xbox if that's what he has? Right. Or his mm-hmm. cell phone or his tablet or whatever. Why is that even accessible when clearly he could spend his time doing right. homework? Yeah. Because why I brought up the attitude thing is she says, because he's, he's a respectful kid, wise, and then dot, 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 but just don't jeopardize his electronic obsessed world. Yeah. Meaning he probably gets attitude. Throws a temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. If the electronics are going to go. Mm-hmm. Right. Which yeah. I think the moment, I do this with my kids, the moment they have a temper tantrum over electronic, mm-hmm. it gets lost for at least that night, if not longer. Right. Because that's ridiculous at yeah. that point. You don't need to have a temper tantrum right. over a tablet. You know, and that's kind of where I, I sit with that. and. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Karen, I mean, he's going to have to be a grown-ass man pretty soon. Yeah, if he's 17 now. Mm-hmm. And it's and you obviously know this because you're saying, how do I help him basically function? Right. And yeah. you're going to have to start just yeah, taking action towards it. Yeah. You know? And I get it's not easy because kids throw temper tantrums, especially it's an addiction. Mm-hmm. So it's taking that addiction away. You're going. You're going to get some pushback. Yeah, and it's not going to okay. feel good for them to not mm-hmm. have it being an addiction, right? And so there starts this power struggle. Mm-hmm. So I would honestly sit down with him at age 17 and say, "Okay, these are my expectations. These are the rules." I think it's really hard for parents to just go in and go, "Okay, you can't have your cell phone." Like, talk about why. Mm-hmm. Okay, like if we're talking about taking it away at night, this is my expectations. It will be shut down. You know, I would even maybe have him sign a contract. I had a client do that one time, um, sign a contract and she took it to her daughter and the daughter ripped it up and threw it in the garbage can. (laughs) And I got a call that night. What do I do? And I said, print out another one. And she goes, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Daughter just chucked it. Belligerent little shit. I thought, well, there we go. There's there's the problem. <laughs> that that officially tells me all we need to know. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Speaking about attitude. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. So any other ideas for Karen with cell phone addictions? Um, or electronics, yeah. Just anything you can do to help them be a functional member of society. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I've had this conversation with my 15 year old. I mean, he would love to, you know, someday be an actor, go and do the Hollywood thing. And, you know, which is great. I would love for him to do that. Or he would love to do the influencing thing. And I have time and time again, when he brings it up, I just in a very healthy, no dream crushing way, remind him like, you know, because he doesn't want to go to college. Great. You don't have to go to college. Right. There's yep. many people that make tons of money and function without going to college. Correct. You know, but I was like, yeah. okay, well, what do you want to do? He has mm-hmm. no opinion. So it's like, okay, well then how about you go get a welding certificate? You know, welding's cool. It yeah. has fire. Mm-hmm. Fire's neat. <laughs> you know, and like do that. You can make X amount of money. And then when you become this Hollywood actor, you can tell them all, all your bosses that you weld, you know, all your welding contracts to kiss your ass. You're going to Hollywood. Great. Yeah. But let's make an income first. Right. (laughs) But that too, you've got to do something to support yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think you need to start now doing that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. But I don't really know anything else to suggest for her. Well, you know, the one thing that I could um, could actually just say is they're going to turn electronics off to have family time, mm-hmm. then have family time. Yes. Okay. That's another thing I get all the time from my teenage clients is their parents go, you know, you need to stay home. You need to spend time with the family. You've, you're gone too much or you're, you know, you need to turn that off. And then they don't do anything. And the kid sits around bored and resentful because... Mm. It's like, great, I'm just going to sit home or I'm going to not be on my electronics and just sit here, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's back to really initiating quality family time if you're expecting your kid to participate in family time. Yeah. And if you are mm-hmm. saying you can't have cell phones at dinner, after dinner, or during a certain time, then don't get on your phone either. Right. Right. Exactly. Like, it needs it's to a whole be... family. And yep. I get you're the adult, they're the kid, but... It's it's about setting an fair. example. It still it, has to be it fair. Does for uh-huh. for it to make sense and mm-hmm. stick with them, and for them not to be pissed, it right. does need to be fair. It has to be fair. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. Well, let's wrap it up then. And anything else? No, I, I just think that this is such a common problem. Oh, I know. I mean, I don't see it on a scary scale in my world, but it's mm-hmm. there. I know. And I just, yeah. I think anyone with a teenager, this is mm-hmm. there in it's some a, it's a problem. scale. Yep. So, I mean, this was a longer episode, but I think it's, it's needed mm-hmm. because I think anybody, even, even without teenagers, you know, yeah. someone might be reading this and be like, that's my husband, <laughs> you know, or <laughs> yeah, it's common. So, okay. All right. So, um, remember if this brought up any issues or triggered anything, there are resources available. And remember, we have um, a source. Yeah. Yep. We are sponsored by BetterHelp. Right. And so if you uh, use the link of betterhelp.com slash therapist, you can get 10% off your first month and get some quality therapy. Great. Okay. So, all right. Well, we will catch you next time. Mm-hmm.